five, six, seven, eight. Hello, friends. Happy December, everybody. Before we get to all the exciting theater news, can you believe it's already December? I mean, I feel like we were just in, like, shorts and dresses outside two seconds ago. Now we're in Canadian winter coats, which is, like, very heavy. Uh, (laughs) That being said, I think it's a full year or around that since we rebranded the podcast and became Breaking the Curtain. You know, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, It's been almost a year. Crazy, isn't it? Happy kind of one year. Happy rebrand anniversary to us. Anyways, before we unwrap all the theater news and our holiday gift guide, do you have any life updates to share? (laughs) Unwrap. (laughs) Unwrap. (laughs) Uh, No, no life updates here. I mean, obviously things are super busy getting ready for the holidays and then my birthday's actually this month. So that's exciting. And I have all of my Christmas shopping done. So Life is life is good, you know? Yeah, we've both been super busy putting together our annual Christmas and birthday boxes because we have birthdays around Christmas. Mine is next month on the 31st. And um, yeah, we open it together on FaceTime. I've been having such a blast buying wrapping paper to wrap your gifts because I love wrapping paper. By far, my favorite part of gift giving is the wrapping paper. So much fun. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> um. I was talking to Chrissy about this, but, like, I'm kind of at the point with, like, my parents and my immediate families, like, people don't really want, like, stuff for Christmas. So, Mm. like, oh, we'll go do this or we'll go do that or something that's consumable so you don't have to store it kind of thing. Right. So it's kind of fun because with Chrissy, I can just go all out because she, well, I don't know if she doesn't (laughs) want any stuff, but, like, she hasn't told me not to yet, so... (laughs) um it's good it's fun and uh, I like putting it together it's you know makes me feel super secret ninja but not ninja (laughs) I don't know super secret spy time but with super super secret santa super secret santa yeah yeah (laughs) and I even bought wrapping paper that I like because I know my family doesn't like it at all so I was like Chrissy will appreciate this And I do. I I so do. I mean, listen, friend, I grabbed the most sparkly wrapping paper I could find and I (laughs) charged it to that to the um, cash register. (laughs) And the whole way home, I had a big smile on my face because I just love wrapping paper. It's so festive and cute. And it tells a lot about who's giving the gift I find. It's like, oh, everyone looks at my gifts like under the tree and they're like, that's from Chrissy. Yeah, I mean, it's so much more fun than a bag, although reusable bags are totally good for though. the environment. Um, but wrapping paper is recyclable 90% of the Reuse time. Reuse it. So. Reuse your wrapping paper. I do. I sa- like, I cannot rip it. I have to save it. I'm, <laughs> I'm wrapping paper crazy. <laughs> Reuse Clearly. it, friends. You can totally do that. Reuse it or recycle it, yep, guys. Yep. Or you know what? You can even put it into an art project. Okay, so this is a very exciting month for theater fans all around, and we'll get to the news in just a minute, but we wanted to announce that this will be our last monthly update episode for a little while, (gasps) because our Christmas Day episode will be our last episode of season two, but 
Before you get all sad, just you wait for season three. We've already started planning it, and it'll be yet another exciting revamp of the podcast with even more stagey fun. That being said, our next few episodes coming out this month are are pretty great, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple really great ones lined up that we're really excited to share with you guys, and... Uh, I know that we've already been planning away at season three. So January is going to be a wild ride. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the pieces that we have ready for you is actually from the summer of this year that yes. we've been saving. So it's going to be great. Lots of exciting stuff. Stick around and you know, stay tuned. And while there is so much news to share, we wanted to extend a big hug to the theater community, whether you knew him personally, met him in passing, or were simply a fan. Stephen Sondheim touched all of us, and his kindness, work, and legacy will never be forgotten. Oh, no. <laughs> On Saturday, November 28th, hundreds of members of the Broadway community and casts of Broadway shows came together to celebrate and honor Stephen Sondheim. They all gathered on the iconic red steps in Duffy Square and sang Sunday from Sunday in the Park with George. I know we both would have loved to have been there in person, but I'm so grateful for everyone who streamed it live, for people around the world to be there in a digital sense. It was like, it really did feel like being there with everyone. And I know our hearts were so open to the theater community on that day. Yeah, holy, holy moly. It was, uh, <laughs> It was pretty moving to watch yeah, from here. Really special. Um, yeah. So anyway, we are pretty big fans of Mr. Sondheim and uh, are just sending love to his family and friends right now. And uh, may his memory be a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So on to um, a lighter topic. Should we start with some Broadway news first? Let's do it. So a one-night-only event of one of my favorites, Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical, will be live in concert on December 19th at the Bourbon Room in LA. You'll also be able to stream it worldwide through stellar tickets. I'm definitely seeing this. Mm, that's exciting. One day, we will make it to the Bourbon Room in oh, person. Oh, yes. I have Someday. absolutely no desire to go to L.A. It scares the living daylights out of me. <laughs> but if I were to go, it would be to go to the Bourbon Room. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> so RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 finalist Rosé will star in Foul Play, a new musical comedy directed by Tony Award and three-time Emmy Award nominee John Tartaglia with a book by Billy Reese and Yoni Weiss, and music and lyrics by Billy Reese. Foul Play will receive an industry reading December 16th at Carol Studios. In the style of a Mickey and Judy musical extravaganza, Foul Play is a take-no-prisoner satire about the commodification and commercialization of queer culture. I love Rosé. Rosé was definitely, like, one of my favorites this last season to watch. I, I always that. love when we get, like, a Broadway queen on uh, yes. RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Congrats, Rosé. And I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, I want more on that. <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. This Thursday, December 2nd, NBC presents its next live musical event, the beloved seven-time Tony Award-winning hit, Annie Live. Annie Live features Academy Award-nominated actress Taraji B. Henson as the musical's infamous Queen of Mean, Miss Hannigan. Henson will also play opposite Selena Smith in the role of Annie. 
The holiday musical event also features Titus Burgess as Rooster Hannigan, Megan Hilty as Lily St. Regis, Harry Connick Jr. as Daddy Warbucks, and Nicole Scherzinger as Grace. I'm for sure going to tune into this one. I love Annie. I'm honestly so excited. I'm going to make some popcorn, hot chocolate, and just enjoy. (laughs) I kind of am and I'm kind of not because I feel like we just had an Annie something well, that we came had out. the 2014 film remake but that didn't have like the original score i don't think huh i didn't make it through the whole film but i know they have like that song opportunity and that was new see i don't, I don't even know yeah nicole scherzinger recently shared in an interview with paul winturek of broadway.com that they are bringing back the iconic we've got annie yes. number that was originally written for Anne rain king mm-hmm. in one of the movie versions which i am super excited about i think we talked about this on the podcast when uh we unfortunately lost Anne rain king but that is like my biggest like first memory of her and one of like my first favorite like musical memories is watching her in that bright yellow Mm -hmm. dress dancing around to that song so I'm really excited uh to at least you know take a look at that scene and um see what this cast turns out I'm excited returning to Broadway this month is the six-time Tony award-winning Dear Evan Hansen It restarts Broadway performances on December 11th with Jordan Fisher returning to the title role. The new bio musical about the king of pop is set to be a real thriller. MJ the musical follows Michael Jackson's career from his childhood in the Jackson 5 to his adulthood as a chart-topping solo act. The production begins December 6th. I don't know how to feel about this one. Am I excited? Yeah. But also excited because I love... Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5's music, but (laughs) you all know if you've listened long enough that I am like the biggest what the fuck was Thriller Live doing on the West End for so long. And I'm like, is this gonna be is this gonna be sort of like that? But then I assume not, because I assume it's like more structured as a bio musical style where someone is playing Michael throughout his life. I don't know. I don't know. Lot to think about this one. Looking forward to the reviews for sure. Yeah, you know, bio musicals are always super cool because you never know kind of what the structure is gonna be like until you mm-hmm. get in there. Um you know that we're we are fans mm. of beautiful with how it was structured um around Carol King's life. So it'll be really interesting to see how this one is set up. But for me, my kind of eh, towards the production comes from obviously the allegations 100% against agree. Michael Jackson, yeah. which we won't get into on here, but I'm sure most of you will know what we're talking about. So for me, when it comes to musical content, I kind of go Yes, there's the legacy that he has in the music industry, but there's that other side of it that I wonder if that will affect, you know, ticket sales and how the musical does overall. I'm so surprised that this is happening so soon after that documentary was released. It's been, it'll be like, what, three years Mm -hmm. coming up soon? Um, Which is still like a really, it's really soon. I mean, this was set to be out in 2020 i think yes yeah so yeah it's pretty soon after that it's very odd um 
a lot of us still probably thinking the same things that we are right now. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Another one I'm uh, kind of excited to see how it unravels from is uh, Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster starring in The mm. Music Man on Broadway because previews for that begin on December 20th. I know that there was a lot of controversy around this because Scott Rudin was involved with the production off the bat. I believe he has stepped back from it. Um, but, you know, I'm going to say it right off that I have such a soft spot for the music man. I don't know if it's the music or what. It's just so... I really like the show. And I think Hugh Jackman as Harold Hill is a really great choice. Um, so, yeah, I'm really curious to see how that kind of pans out. I'm not a big fan of the music man in general. I mean, yeah, I'm going to bop and sing along to it if, I, if I'm listening. But... uh. I'm not a huge fan. I know basically all I really know about this production is that it took over the Winter Garden Theater and fans of Beetlejuice were upset about it. Yeah, but, that's all I but really know. It but was announced that Beetlejuice yes, is coming was. back to Broadway eee. at the Marriott Marquis. So Beetlejuice has a home now. So we can't be. If you think of it, wouldn't it have just made sense to put the Music Man into the Marquis Theater? I feel like that is more of a marquee show, you know, because it attracts the hotel guest as well. Um, not that you ever really know a show is playing there if you stayed there because of how concealed it all is. Anyways, yeah, I feel like it just made sense to keep Beetlejuice at the Winter Garden. But, you know, The Music Man is a big blockbuster musical for a certain demographic of people. It is, yeah. Right? Yeah, for um, sure. And I think... I also think that having Hugh Jackman starring in it and Sutton Foster, they do need, they are banking on a bigger mm-hmm. um, return, which is why they kind of need more seats. But you know what? I'm just happy Beetlejuice has a home yeah. and is coming back to Broadway uh, where he belongs. He's creeping it real on Broadway, uh, friends. I, I like a world where we can have both. <laughs> I definitely... <laughs> Also, like a world where we can have both as well. Um, <laughs> one thing I do hate is that the marquee, well, the Marriott marquee, always has construction in front of the Times Square entrance. So the marquee is like you can never see it anymore. You never see that a show is playing there. Um, but I do love the tunnel facing Schubert Alley. It's always done up with whatever show is playing there because the ticket, the box office is right there. there. But it's one of those theaters where it's like, unless you're staying there or unless you know, you probably wouldn't really realize that there's a show inside. I think The View also films in there. I'm not too sure. It's, it's so it's so quiet in there all the time. Yeah, I didn't even, like, what was in there when we went? I think Tootsie? Uh, yeah, I think Tootsie had just closed, probably, for the better. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a minute, there's a theater in the hotel? I was like, that's iconic. Even when you're staying Uh, there, you never really realize it. It's literally so quiet, and there's nothing to indicate that a show is playing there unless you get off at that floor and look inside the lobby area of the theater part of it. Um, Even at that, you'd never really know. So that's why I'm just kind of surprised that they put it there of all places, but I guess they really just needed to find a home for the show and... That was what they could do. But it is a sellout, and I wish it had a bigger, you know, 
marquee or billboard outside drawing attention to it because it's so great i love beetlejuice i peed in beetlejuice's new home you did (laughs) you did i'm proud of you and your bladder buddy (laughs) anyways steven spielberg's west side story finally hits theaters on december 10th the remake stars Rachel Zegler as Maria and Ansel Elgore as Tony. I'm really emotional about this one. I have known Rachel since she was 12 years old. We grew up in the in this really sweet online community of aspiring theater artists who would post covers like daily and we were just we were always supporting each other and posting new things online and just about all of us from that time period still stay in touch and support each other in our new projects i think all of us have stayed in the arts in music or film in some capacity and it all of this to say rachel is incredible as a person and a performer and without a doubt this movie is going to be wonderful. I, I really can't wait to see it. <laughs> you know, I am really excited for this movie because we know the original movie is problematic for a lot of reasons. Um, but it's really, I, it's always been one of my favorite like movie musicals because I love West Side Story. I love the music. I love the choreography. I love mm. all of it. I love all of it. which. Fun fact, West Side Story was the Broadway debut of young lyricist Stephen Sondheim. Hell yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm tickled to pieces that it's coming out. I'm tickled to pieces uh, that I think Justin Peck was heavily involved with uh, the choreography on the film. And um, yeah. It's going to be good, guys. It's going to be very good. I'm very excited. And I think I'm actually going to like spend the money to rent it from the Cineplex. Thing. I don't know if we can. I was, I was trying to look into that, and I'm not sure this one will be available on demand. Like the... It's available on um, the 10th. I got an email from the Cineplex store. Oh, so yeah. Like, Cineplex is like one of the big movie theater here, chain yeah, here yeah. in Canada. So... I have an account and you can like rent new releases and watch them. That's how we watched the new Bond one. Yes. And so I got an email from them saying West Side Story on December 10th. You can go in and you get your account and you rent it. Yeah. So we'll have to do that together and have a movie night. Like, Oh, yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to do the screen sharing thing the way we usually no, do. But no, but we'll we can just probably text. watch it yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, that's great because when I saw that it said theaters only, I was like, oh shit, does that mean I can't spend $24.99 like I did on Dear Evan Hansen? Um, <laughs> I think I'd be much happier spending it on this though. I will definitely find the money to do that because I don't like going to the cinema at all. <laughs> Leaping across the pond to the UK, the hit Gatsby musical will have a full run at Southwark Playhouse in December. The show is based on F. Scott Fitzgerald's classic novel, though here there is a focus placed on the character of Daisy, rather the titular Maverick, who lives in an opulent and yet to lovelorn 1920s New York. It begins on December 8th. Now, listen, I have some things to say. Nobody cares about Daisy. Listen. I get it. I know that Daisy is 
so romanticized, both within the world of the book and like by people who love the book. But like, I hate Daisy, like with a fiery passion. And to me, an adaptation has nothing to do with Daisy um, more than, ugh. You know I want a Gatsby musical so bad, but I genuinely can't be happy about this because, like, to me, that's not the best way to honor the story. You know, it's called Gatsby, not Daisy. Uh, and I actually saw this year, I saw a reading of a play. So they had adapted the original book into a play, and most of the script was. I think, I forget what it was. There was a talk back with the director or something, and it was a pretty high percentage of every word in the play was from the original novel. And as someone who loved the original novel, it was perfect. So what I want is I want that set to music. <laughs> I want that with some songs in it. Um, so this is not for me. But if you go and see it, please shoot us a message. I'm curious. Um, but yeah. This has on, been on my dream musicals list for a long time, but not like this. Not like this. And I knew, I knew the minute we hit like the 2021s, the minute that uh, Gatsby became public domain, we would have this. We would have an onslaught of adaptations. And I've never read <sighs> it or seen just, any film adaptation of it, so... Well, the film adaptations are tricky, too, because a lot of people who liked the book weren't necessarily a big fan of the Baz Luhrmann film, but I don't like the Robert Redford one. I, I actually really enjoyed the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, not necessarily because of the actors or anything like that, but... Uh, because uh, Lerman, Baz Luhrmann always kind of captures that amount of excess and opulence, which, you know, is kind of almost the focus of the story. Like, it's not necessarily mm -hmm. about the characters itself. It's a critique of the time period mm -hmm. and excess. And anyway, this is an English class, <laughs> so I'll let y'all figure the rest out. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, needless to say, I'm still waiting for the perfect Gatsby adaptation, so I might just have to write it myself. I will produce with my pennies to get that going. <laughs> I, I have zero talent, but I could, there you I go. could direct there it. There you go. I feel like if I could be like, here, you take what you've written and you write some music mm. and I'll do the rest. Well, this is... This is a movie that I have seen. So the musical version of But I'm a Cheerleader will have its UK premiere at the Turbine Theatre early next year. Based on the hit film and with a book and lyrics by Bill Augustine and music by Andrew Abrams, the 1999 satirical teen comedy follows a young girl whose malicious parents send her to a conversion therapy camp for her lesbianism. It has gathered a cult following and... This stage iteration was first seen as a workshop production as part of the MT Fest UK in 2019. The new production will run from 18th February to 16th April at the Turbine Theatre in London, with casting to be announced soon. I'm excited for this. I heard so many good things from the, uh, the MT Fest UK in 2019, so... Yeah, I'm curious to see who will be cast in this. Yeah, I was going to say, I already have some 
visions of who might be in it, but we'll get to that at some other yeah, time. Yeah, bring it on. Hopefully <laughs> when the casting is announced. So yeah, this is cool. This is exciting. <laughs> you missed my pun there. I said bring, bring it, it on. on. <laughs> Let's hope this one is better than that one. No, I'm kidding. An- I another flipping love Bring musical. It On. It is my favorite Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I know <laughs> his other works are so much better, but I freaking love Bring It On. I thought it was great. I thought it was flipping great. And I love and I love hearing all the college babies sing uh, uh, One Perfect Moment. Like whenever I hear them sing that, I'm like, yes, See, keep I'm like, doing I'm it. I'm the one who's like, if I hear that song one more time, I'm out. <laughs> No, well, no, I, I do I do feel that same way, but I See, still love you're it. more of a killer instinct kind of girl. You know, you're a felon in a four-foot frame. Thank you. That means so much. Because you're short. I'm short, yeah. <laughs> Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey's beloved musical Grease is officially returning to the West End next year. Directed by Nikolai Foster and choreographed by Arlene Phillips, the new London production is set to run at the Dominion Theatre on May 3rd, 2022. I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. I am so excited for this because I love Greece and I think the new UK touring production looks incredible. Um, I hope we get to see that one someday. And now we're gonna jump right over from theater news into something really fun and exciting. So we're gonna share our stagey holiday gift guide for 2021. There's so many great gifts for theater fans out there. These are just a few of our very favorites. Yeah, so we're going to start with When the Lights Are Bright Again by Andrew Norlin. So this book immortalizes the stories, struggles, and successes of an industry that was the first to be shut down and one of the last to return. It weaves 200-plus letters from Broadway theater veterans, devout theatergoers, teenage dreamers aching for their day in the spotlight, longtime ushers, designers, creatives, and countless other arts workers in tandem with a brand new, breathtaking photo series by Broadway photographer Matthew Murphy. Next on our list is Little Shop of Dollies, created by yours truly. The shop provides detailed musical theater character-inspired fashion felt dolls from shows such as Wicked, Bat Out of Hell the Musical, Waitress, Heather's, Rent, and more. Each doll is handmade with hours of love put into them to bring you a recreation of their stage costumes. And I already bought one. I was the first sale, so... You were! Get in line, people. These are super cute and super fun. And I'm not just saying that because Chrissy's my best friend. I think they're adorable. And, like, I know where I'm going to put mine. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yay! Yay! Thanks, friend. Um, this is one of my favorite companies, actually. So literally any item from Scenery Bags is on our list in big, bold letters. Scenery gives new life to retired theatrical materials from all over the country. Instead of sending these pieces of theater history to a landfill, theaters send them to scenery to be upcycled. Every product is handmade in the USA and comes with a tag that tells you the show it's from and the number you have out of the limited collection. The magic of live theater has shaped our lives in profound ways. To ensure this magic is accessible to future generations, a maximum of 10% of all proceeds from every purchase is donated to TDF's Introduction to Theater program. I love scenery. I have my Glinda bubble ornament on my wall beside me right now. They are such a great company. They do amazing work and their customer service is amazing. There was an issue with the mailing of my bubble and all that sort of stuff. And I was literally, I emailed the company 
And I ended up being put in touch with Jen, who actually runs the company. It's her company. And they put me and they put me directly in touch with her. And she was working with me as we tried to figure out what was going on with the bubble. So they are class act, top-notch company, and I love everything that they do uh, to give back. Oh, I don't think that they're on our list, but I do want to add really quickly another person who I love who gives back is Laura Haywood. She runs the Applause Shop, which is an eBay store that has Broadway memorabilia, playbills, um, pretty much anything you would find under a theater kid's bed or in the back of their closet. Um, And so she takes these items that people donate. So when people are done with their playbills or this or that, they donate it to Laura and she sells them on eBay. And she has a charity involved with every item, whether it relates back to the show story, or maybe it's her charity of the month, stuff like that. So a huge portion of whatever you are purchasing from her store does go uh, directly to giving back as well. I think Laura is absolutely amazing. Um, I <laughs> I bought a Springsteen on Broadway playbill from her. Um, but <laughs> She currently has um, Marin Mazzy's personal collection listed on eBay, and that is pretty pretty freaking special right there so yeah she has so much cool stuff like I some days I just go through her ebay shop for hours just because there's a lot of cool (laughs) stuff in there so that is a fun little treasure chest for my theater people and you would find Mm. the perfect gift for the theater person in your life there so go check her out I uh I love these um businesses that are just so dedicated to giving back to the community but then also on a bigger level well that being said do you remember not this past broadway flea market but the year before when so many of us couldn't get down uh no it was all digital that year sorry due to covid um laura sent out playbills for free to she did she did about everyone i'm pretty sure everyone who uh, sent her a message and basically asked for one. I mean, yeah, she said that it she, made my whole year. I participated in that, and yeah. uh, it came and it had a little note with it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so she was just, you know, you guys can't come here. I'm bringing it to you, and that, mm-hmm. yeah. Laura's awesome. We got to get Laura on here. We got to get Laura. Laura, come chat with us, please. (laughs) You're so cool. (laughs) Anyway, that's the applause shop on eBay. Okay, so this is a really big want on my own list. Available for purchase on Lin-Manuel's merch shop is a replica of the Moondance Diner good food uniform shirt worn by the staff, but more commonly known by theater fans as the shirt sported by Jonathan Larson slash Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. I really want this. I don't know how it's not already in my Jonathan Larson collection because I have like... (laughs) I have so many shirts like I have the Jonathan Larson um, forever shirt from Life Cafe and then I have a Life Cafe logo and then I have like every freaking red shirt imaginable and I really want it Santa please I'm done Christmas shopping for you damn it (laughs) no like honestly we could not afford it because it was 75 what um yeah so it's 
Well, it's 35 American, oh. and then the shipping is over 20. Oh, okay. You scared so me. I was like, is Lynn Manuel was... Miranda out here yeah, charging thirty, no. charging like $75 for a t-shirt? Mm-mm. Because that no, would not be the cool. No, the $20 shipping okay. Okay. is uh, It's exchange rate and shipping. Nuts. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. We're good. We're yeah. good. Lynn Manuel and I are what? still friends. If you're in the broke boat like I am right now, friends, someone has one on Redbubble. 20 bucks, I'm just saying. Check that out too. Spicy. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Following up on yet another Lin-Manuel Miranda project, gifting a Blu-ray copy of the In the Heights film is a great idea. And uh, as of December 7th, you could also give a... Uh, <laughs> you would also be able to gift a copy of the Dear Evan Hansen film as well. Heck yeah. So I've got a whole list split into categories running on my blog right now. You can check it out at breakalakeblog.com. Let us know what's on your gift list by sending us a message on our social media. Yeah, comment on um, this post. Yeah, comment on, on this post and let us know what stage he gives you want for Christmas. Or tell us... What is your most memorable stagey gift that you've been given ever? Joss, I want to know, do you have one off the top of your head? Yeah, actually. That you got for like a Christmas present. There was a period of my life where every Christmas my parents would get me tickets to see a show in Toronto of my choice. And uh, that was like my gift. That was my big gift for the year. And um, one of the years that we did this, so I've I've seen a lot on this. kind of experience <laughs> but I think one of my favorite what favorites was I was gifted tickets to go see um Les Mis with Ramin in it Ramin Karimlu mm. as Jean Valjean when it, that was in Toronto before Broadway yeah that's pretty high on my list of like stagey Christmas gifts I've been so lucky to have you know parents and family members who like even if it's mm. a gift card or like Christmas money to say hey go see a show um you know they know that I love that and have been just good at supporting that and pushing it along for me. I love that. What about you? What's your favorite stagey Christmas gift? I don't know. Um, because my mom isn't very tech savvy. So, <laughs> so I've always not really been like surprised in the sense when I open a gift that's been ordered from like the Playbill store. Um, because she always needs my help. (laughs) But you know what? There is this one time that she went on eBay all by herself and she found like this box set, box set, is that what it is? I guess a box set of all the hairspray Barbie dolls that were created for the movie release. And she bought the box set and that was like my big Christmas gift that year. And I still have them all. I still have them in like this bag that they all came in with the hairspray film cast Aww. on it. And yeah, they all sing. It's so cool. I love stuff like that. I love collectors items. I also I remember she got me um the Alphaba and Glinda Hallmark ornaments that sing. And I still have those. I love those so much. I think you have some of them too. Yes, yes. Those were Christmas gifts. I got as well. <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever received tickets to see a show for Christmas. Um, 
if I did, it was usually like a concert ticket. I know for my birthday one year, she got me a ticket to see uh, Sarah Brightman, but then Sarah Brightman had to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sad times. I don't know when it started, but it was the idea that like it was the gift. It was the gift of like an experience as, as opposed to like physical things. But I do know that the year they got me tickets to go and see Wicked. Um, I just remembered it now when you mentioned the ornaments because the ornament was part of the gift as well. But uh, they wrote me, I, there was a letter on the tree from Glinda and Elphaba inviting me to go and see Wicked. And like, I was in grade nine. So like, you know, a little old for that, but it was so cute. I still have it. But they invited me to come t- to the Emerald City. and Oh, see I still have them. my notes from Glinda and Elphie. It was so cute. Ah, I love it. That's so cute. Well, stagey friends, that's it. That's our last updates episode until season three. Season three. Yeah, season two's almost over. I think we have like two more episodes for y'all. Two or three. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, holy moly. Um, So we do want to thank you all for sticking with us through another season and a long one. We started season two in April. Yeah, that's super, super crazy. We're still kind of getting used to being podcasters, if you will. And it's so cool to see us on some of your podcast for uh, Spotify wrapped. That's really neat. <laughs> um, December, we're going to still have that content for you, but then we will be taking a brief hiatus um, before our new season, a little intermission until uh, I think second week of January. And uh, then we'll be back and ready to take on season three. And the topics that we've outlined for all of you, you are not ready. It is yeah, it's y'all ain't be ready. sizzling hot. I mean, there is so much work that we've been putting into season three already, and we haven't even started it yet. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. <laughs> As always, I'm Chris. And I am Jocelyn. Together, we are Breaking, breaking the, the Curtain. curtain. And uh, thanks for a great season guys and mm-hmm. here's to a great month happy uh i think it's the third night of hanukkah as we're it recording is. this yes happy so tomorrow will be the fifth night of fourth night of hanukkah fourth is, night is yeah the day that this will be released so happy hanukkah happy everybody hanukkah. happy whatever it is you are celebrating mm. or choosing to celebrate this year merry christmas and happy new year but we'll definitely be back to talk with you soon don't worry <laughs> Best wishes for the new year. Stay safe. Stay stagey. And we'll see you really soon. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs> Bye.